You're listening to Contra Valley Community Action Agency's Unplugged podcast from Action to Impact. Today, we're talking with Dean Munn of La Speranza Clinic. Hey, all this is Mike with Contra Valley Community Action Agency. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast, uh, CVCAA Unplugged from Action to Impact. Today, the action and impact we're talking with is La Esperanza Clinic's CEO, Dean Munn. Dean, thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Sure thing, man. I, this, this podcast is new for us, and it's every time I do this, I geek out because I'm like, we got podcasts, <laughs> and we're having a good time, and then we have a really good time talking, so... Um, I'm super pumped that you're, you're able to be here. And I, you know, when I, uh, stepped into the role of executive director, you're one of the first, uh, leaders in the community that I got to meet with. And I feel like, like we have a really good time when we get together at lunch and, Certainly. you know, and, you know, whether yeah. it's, whether it's going to Miss Hattie's to try to get a conversation with the mayor or just <laughs> going to having chips and salsa. It's just, it's always fun talking with you and, and seeing what impact La Esperanza has with our, with our uh, community here in San Angelo and the Concho Valley. So um, tell us just a little bit about um, what La Esperanza does and and, okay. um, and kind of what y'all's mission is and how you do it. Yeah, uh, La Esperanza Clinic has been around now, I believe we'll be hitting our 30th year 30 years. next wow. year in 2024. And uh, we, we're a federally qualified health center. And basically what that means is that the Health Service Resource Administration mm -hmm. Uh, provides us grant dollars um, to serve the medically underserved mm -hmm. of the Concho Valley and the surrounding area. And what that basically looks like, Mike, is in exchange for that money, we have to be ran by a board. Right. Um, over 50% of those board members need to be patients of oh, wow. La Esperanza Clinic, which provides great insight and feedback for us. Um, other things that are required are a sliding fee scale. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our intent is and what we're called to do is to provide uh, primary care to to folks regardless of their ability to pay. Yep. So that doesn't make us a free clinic. We have a sliding fee scale. So we look at income and um, you know sometimes yes we do have services that are that are offered for free but that's in extenuating circumstances. But uh, we have adult primary care, we have pediatrics, we yeah. have women's health, we have dental, we have behavioral health. Yeah. Um, we run the full gamut the full there. Gamut of see, any kind of care. Yeah, yeah. see about 10,000 patients a year. Wow. That equates to close to 30,000 visits. Wow. Unduplicated visits. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting work and, and we're happy to be a part of this community and the nonprofit uh, yeah. community. And it's and, so cool because you think of, you know, you, if you turn the news on at any given day and there's, there's always a conversation about the rising cost of healthcare, the rising cost of of drugs, uh, the prescription drugs and sure. and insurance and all those things. And to have an organization like Las Bronza Clinic that that kind of can step outside of that box and be like, you have a need, we're going to figure out a way and meet right. you where you're at financially that gets you in here to get that care that you need. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that uh, federally qualified health centers or community mm -hmm. health centers, uh, as they're often called yeah. as well, uh, were, were formed to do was to try to keep people from using the emergency room yeah. as their primary care. Um, and, you know, that, that dry, 
you know how emergency rooms yep. operate, and that just dries up healthcare costs for everyone. Um, so that's that's something we worked really hard on, mm -hmm. and and uh, it's an important part of what we do. Yeah, that that you know that use of the emergency room for for the the homeless coalition. You know, as as we look at it's getting colder, and we look at the different levels of where we can get people out of the elements and get out of the cold and into the warmth. Um, the, you know, that last line of defense is we want it to be the emergency room. We don't want to send people to the emergency room unless they have a need to go to the emergency room. Right. You know, so we're, you know, that, cause it's super expensive. That's the most expensive. And, Absolutely. and a lot of, I think a lot of our community doesn't understand that like when folks go to the emergency room and don't pay, you know, they can't pay that cost is passed on through higher healthcare costs or, um, same thing like when some folks go to the jail for, for homelessness um, is passed on in higher taxes. So if we're able to divert people to the care that they need, so instead of someone, oh, I've got a, you know, a, a headache, you know, a migraine or something and sending them to the emergency room, if they're able to come to your clinic and that, that keeps the emergency room open to what they need to do for emergencies and plus keeps that cost. You know, and that's, that's so true. And, you know, right now they're, they're just overrun. The emergency room. There, they have people in the emergency room right now that are waiting for beds in the yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, it's just wild. And um, you know, so if we can limit the number of folks that are yep. using it as an urgent care kind of situation yeah. or a primary care situation, yep. then you know we certainly need to do that. Yeah. So you all operate in how many counties? Oh gosh, um, it's not just San Angelo and Tom not Green. Not just it's, San Angelo. It's a, we it's we a good footprint. Yeah, we serve. Um, I'm trying to think of the actual number of counties, but we have a large number of patients that come from as far away as Crockett County, Ozona, mm -hmm. Reagan County, Big Lake, yep. and, and all places in between. Yep. Now, when we go north to, say, Robert Lee, Bront, that area, Ballinger, Miles, um, that encompasses part of our area mm -hmm. as far south, you know, Sonora. We have patients from Sonora, yep. El Dorado. East, we don't go so far because we have our partners down the road, Frontera, yeah, Frontera. Mm -hmm. that are that are great folks, and, and they're a federally qualified health center as well. So we're pretty much San Angelo. A large majority of our patients yeah. are from San Angelo, and a large majority of those are in the 76903 corridor, the mm -hmm. Chaburn corridor. Um, but, you know, what we what we have realized is that the need is bigger than just yeah. 76903, and, and people um, who who don't have their medical needs met are not just living in that area. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone deserves yeah. access to quality health care. Um, and they live all over the city and in the rural areas as well. And so we're, we're expanding and, and trying to get out to, to where the need mm -hmm. is. And, and that's exciting. Yeah. My, my favorite, my favorite thing is to pull into, I was in Arizona a couple of weeks ago talking with one of our board members on the, the same day that the mobile clinic was there and, and being able to take my board member to the clinic who she, she didn't know it existed. And I was like, yeah. let's, let's go look at, go walk inside this, go talk to Dr. Wimpy, go, go, go look. I mean, and she was just, her mind was blown on how cool that mobile clinic is. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're excited to be back out there. We were in Ozona, um, for several months and it mm -hmm. just was not taken off. And we're like, what is going on here? And it was, a location kind of issue, yep. I think. Yep. So I think we changed is. locations and, and we're at the Methodist uh, church yep. there and, 
and they have a Wesley nurse that's there on the mm-hmm. same day we're there, and she's bringing in a lot of folks for some education yeah, that's so cool. and, and also giving them food. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you know how that works. So yeah. we're, we're excited to see how that pans out. Yeah, the, you know, in the last election cycle, the conversation about rural health care, uh, I don't think ever hit the prominence that it needed to hit because, I mean, you know more than, than I'm going to know just the need of, of connecting people in the rural counties to to services. Yeah, these small towns, um, you know, the, the hospitals are struggling yeah. the, when they do have clinics. It's just hard to get providers yeah. out in that area. And and so we're, we're glad to be, uh, you know, a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, can we meet everyone's needs in that type of, yeah. atmosphere no um but we can we can establish relationships and help them find the resources yeah. they need to get the help that they need and and we're, we're glad to do that we're big lake ozona uh, mertzen robert lee grape creek um i know i'm gonna forget some and several places yeah. in san angelo our, our as map well is there that's what i, I always look <laughs> it's funny because yeah. we have a, I have a map of our service area in our mm-hmm. in the office that i'm pointing at and I'll be in conversations with people and I'm always just staring at that map. They're like, why are you looking off into the distance? I'm like, no, we're talking about the rural counties and I have to keep them in mind. So I'm looking at that map. Our maps are very similar. They're very close. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a large undertaking. It is. To serve everyone and not just in San Angelo, but in those rural areas. And you you know, you think about like, you know, so you look at, I gotta, gotta get a, my bearing. So Crockett is Ozona. So Ozona is a mm-hmm. town of a couple of thousand people. Crockett is a massive county. Yeah. So, you know, there's some ranchers and some people out yeah. there that, that, and just because they, they choose to live in a, in a rural area doesn't mean that they shouldn't have access to the same things that we have access to right. here in, in a metro area, an urban mm-hmm. area. And that's why, you know, we, we send a team down at least once a month to, to offer our services. And then, you know, y'all have that, that mobile clinic rolls in and, you know, it's like a, it's like a hospital on wheels. I mean, <laughs> the first time I walked in, I, I thought, you know, if, if, if you step up into it and you shut the door and you just close your eyes for a second and forget that you're in a trailer, you think you're in a, in a building. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's very so, well built. It's so cool. It's solid. Um, you know, when we committed to do that, we yeah. didn't, we didn't want to go down yeah. and get a Winnebago and outfit <laughs> it, you know. So it's it, it's a beast of a rig and and uh, it's very professionally done, yeah. Professional appearance and it, and it gives us uh, some recognition running yep. down the road. Just like yep. a, it's a mobile billboard. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes, Dr. Wimpy's face is right there on the yep. side. You need to put your face on the, on the uh, other side. Oh no, I don't think that'll help us any. I don't, I don't think that'll be much good for us. The white coat makes a difference. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> it's just it's so neat to see that that impact in the, in the rural communities. But then, you know, you look back here in San Angelo and y'all, y'all take it to other places in Tom Green County. Yes. Cause there are folks in Tom Green County that aren't in San Angelo proper that still need access and they can't, they can't maybe get to one of the clinics. Yeah, Whether it's the homeless navigation days, yeah. we do soup kitchen a couple of times a month. We go to rush street ministries. Yeah. Um, we, we are going to one of the, the head start facilities yeah. and, um, we're always open to to opportunities and 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 trying mm-hmm. different places out. You know, it's we're here to to serve the people, yep. and and when we find a need, we try to yep. address it to the best of our ability. Yeah, that's 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 so cool. That and kind of the thread I think our listeners are going to hear is all these agencies and people that I talk with. 
what you just said, we, we identify a need and then we figure it out how to meet that need. And, you know, if, if, if we can't meet that need, if you can't meet that need, you know who can meet that need. And then, so it's connecting this, just connecting yeah. all those dots and getting people to the, to the, the resources they need. And it's exactly right. And everything is, you know, it's not just a one issue problem that households are facing. There's, they have them stacked up against them. And so it takes a team of agencies to work together to, to do it. What's, you know, your wheelhouse is healthcare. It's definitely not my agency's wheelhouse, but I, but we know enough that, you know, if we're working with someone who's, who we're trying to house and we identify that they've got a medical need, we know that there's that partnership with Las Bronza that we can say, here's right. the connection. Let's get you connected over there and get you in. That's what's wonderful about San Angelo in, yeah. this, in the area and the nonprofits work so well together. Yeah, and, it's very cool. And, you know, none of us go to our offices and close the doors. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's collaborative in nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have outreach specialists that stay in tune with, yep. with other agencies and, and know how to connect those resources. And that's really a critical part of what we do because, you know, we have to eliminate barriers to care. Yeah, yeah. we, we do deal in health care, but, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's transportation, whether it's food insecurities, whether it's housing, yeah. you know, people are going to get those primary needs, you know, higher, yeah. you know, that hierarchy is real. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oftentimes right over there too. <laughs> the last thing they're going to do is go to the doctor. Yeah. You know, when you do a poverty simulation, you know, they're going to keep their lights on. They're going to keep food on the table, yeah. <clears throat> keep a roof over their head, and they'll put off their own yeah. health and well-being. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that'll be further down the line. Something yeah. something has to give. Yeah, I'll I can deal with the toothache or the migraine because right. it's more important that, that we keep the electricity on. And mm -hmm. those, you know, those are challenges and decisions that, you know, I, I've never had to make those decisions. And that I, the clients that I talk with, it's heartbreaking to hear the stories that, you know, I had to choose between, you know, this or food on the table or, you know, you know, I have a job, but my tire blew out. So now I need to, where's that money going to come from? And there, there's, those are very real decisions that a large chunk of our communities are, they're having to make. And, so true. Yeah. Um, so y'all are, y'all have clinics in town. So there's the, there's the one over on Chadburn. I know there's yes. North side. 1610 South Chadburn, 35 East 31st Street, mm -hmm. which is our Lakeview Clinic. That's where our dental and our women's health pediatrics right. are and adult primary. Right. Chadburn houses um, adult primary care and behavioral health. And then we're building yeah. a new facility over on uh, Buick Street behind yep. Mitchell Buick, close to Roses yep. over there. Um, that'll have adult primary pediatrics. And behavioral health. Yeah, and that, that's well. where the skate center was. So yes, I know. I know. I gave you grief on not keeping the putt putt, not keeping the laser tag. Like, come on, you know. But yeah, it, it, you know, it's amazing how fast the design. Oh yeah, it eats you know, up all the space. Yes, yeah. it does. And and you know, people. Got, I guess they got to park somewhere, yeah. so the putt putt had yeah. to go. And uh, but yeah, we 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 laughed about that a yeah. lot. And uh, you know, it did make you think. What could we keep? But yeah, what, what are the things that space. we absolutely need and then what would be really, really cool to, to yes. have in here? So I tried yeah, to get the Galaga machine yeah. to stay and they, the owners wouldn't have it. They, they, they took all the games They out. took the games. They didn't want that in the in the, the waiting room. The yeah, yeah, it's too distracting. Yeah, I go by there. You know, the Galley CDC is right there across the street. Mm -hmm. So the Homeless Coalition, meet, the board meets there. So I'm over there and talking with Stephanie. She's on our board as well. And so I... I 
check up on it, you know, driving by or when we go to Rosers or something. It's it's, it's moving fast because it was it, it was not even a year ago that the groundbreaking happened, right? Or it's it uh, no, it's not been a year um, because I think our notice to proceed mm-hmm. um, was February of uh, February twenty first yeah. of twenty twenty two. Yeah. So that was no, that was that was this year, that was February twenty twenty three. Yeah. Because it's a 365-day build. Oh, one year. So yeah, it's a one-year build. Wow. Um, we've had to add a couple of weeks, which, you know, weather delays and things like that happen. And, and But all in all, they are uh, really, Waldrop Construction is amazing. Yeah, they're moving they, fast. They have really stayed yeah. on top of it. Um, well, they were working on the EFAS system on the exterior, mm-hmm. and so this rain will delay them, but yeah. bring on the rain. We're okay it's, with it's that. It's very cool to see... Um, buildings repurposed for new needs. And, and, I, and y'all are working with Kenny Frankie architects, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I worked with them. So previous to this, I was a theater professor at ASU. And so I interfa- interfaced with them with the uh, Financial Performing Arts Center. So the SAPAC building was the Coke warehouse and seeing how they can come in and look at a, a warehouse, essentially empty space and, and re-envision it for whatever that purpose yeah, tremendous, is. Tremendous, tremendous vision. You know, Kai Frankie yeah. is our, our architect. And, you know, it, what's wonderful uh, about KFW architects and, and many others in town, but, you know, they they have your vision in mind yeah. and your mission in mind. Yeah, big and, time. And longevity. And they, you know, they're always thinking, okay, what do you want this to look like in five years, yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Um, this is really to establish you guys going forward and they keep those things in mm-hmm. mind during the build and, and they're always thinking ahead. And I, I've really appreciated their efforts and, yeah. and Kai is a, uh, just a wonderful person yeah. and, and his whole team. They're, yeah, they're so cool. Yeah. They're so cool to work with. And, yeah. you know, I remember at the groundbreaking going in, you know, that, that building essentially is just a giant warehouse. I mean, it had a, a rink over here in video games, but, mm-hmm. and then you look at the plan and I geek out over things like this, you know, like the ground plans and like, okay, here's this room and this room. And you're like, okay, yeah, I can see this. Oh yeah. This is, this is really cool. Does, does it ever, mm-hmm. does it ever get to the point of overwhelming of like, what, what kind of car- carpet are we getting? You know, what's the, what's this decor going to look defer. like? Yeah. That's what I would try to do. I'd be like, you know what? I, I don't want to deal with those little pieces. Yeah. Of I, I defer. I don't, I don't want anybody uh, getting upset with me over my carpet choices. Yeah. So I, I let, let uh, Rosie, my CFO, and and so in the marketing team, and yeah. folks with better sense of style there you than, go. <laughs> than I have there to you go. take care of those things. I I did break out the pencil and the ruler for the initial design and yeah. laid it out how I you know kind of how you said I, I joked with them about my fourth grade architectural nice. skills, um, but it, I enjoy that sort of thing, yeah. kind of seeing how how the different pieces. So, so at the groundbreaking, y'all had y'all had the gold shovels. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you get to keep those? Like uh, yes, I still have a few have in my in, office. Oh, yes, right in the corner. Well, there. I want a gold shovel. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to get one, but you know. well, I, I can make sure you get one. You know, it's, it's a small <laughs> donation to the us. <laughs> yes, that's so cool. And so in a year, that'll under a year now because that started in February. Yeah, I so. think I was projecting out today. Um, this weather will probably lead to another yeah. short delay. Um, I I think end of March, early April that's so cool. uh, is what I'm hoping. Then, so for. your so your office is on Beauregard. So yes. that's your admin team right now. So they'll move into the new building. You'll have services in the new building. Yep. 
So that it's it's an eighteen thousand square foot building. Nine thousand of it will be in brand new clinic. Nine thousand of it will be administrative offices, HR training. We'll be able to have our all staff meetings there. Oh wow! Um, IT, you know, billing, mm-hmm. all of that will be all house the infrastructure there, back which down. has really been a dream. You know, to be be either really close to the clinics or in a clinic. We looked at the feasibility of of moving administration to Lakeview. There's just not enough space. Yeah. So, um, and we wanted a presence on the west side of town. Yeah. And and this just really worked out really yeah. well. And I heard I heard I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard a rumor that CVT is considering moving their bus stop from Beauregard on the on the Beauregard Street down to in front of y'all on Buick. Yeah. So that that's Sherwood Way. Sherwood Way. Yeah. 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 So I get yeah. confused there. Yeah. Um, yeah. On Sherwood. And and they do have a stop right there at the corner by Roses, and I'm hoping it all comes together yeah. and they're able to move it. You know, they they've still got to iron out. That's a dead end street. Yeah, so how they but turn it has the bus. a has a circle, you know, at the end of it, and so just making sure that they can get in and out um, well enough, yeah. and but that would be a really nice. Would, you know, added. you talk about you know agencies working together, CVT you know, working, being able to work with them and just even to have the conversation of, Hey, you know, that, that, cause from that bus stop to your front door is probably what, a hundred, 150 feet, maybe, maybe I would, 200. I would say, yeah, I think it's, it's probably a football field. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's, and it's really. getting off on Sherwood, mm-hmm. navigating the, the traffic at Rosa's crossing over Buick. And, you know, for some, some folks, you know, their only transportation is the bus. Yep. And so to be able to have a conversation with CVT of like, look, yeah, it's there, but the the need would really be met if we could move it over here. You know, what that makes what a lot of sense. It, we just have to make sure that logistically it's yeah. sound for them and it's a win-win. Yeah. So. yeah, and I found out in the spring that where they place a bus stop, it's not just as easy as we're going to put a bus stop there because there's there's codes they got to pay attention to. The city's got to be involved. And depending on the street in town, like um, – like, like if they, if they're on, we're talking Knickerbocker, you know, that's, that's a state highway, you know, depending yeah. on what part of Knickerbocker it is. So now you're getting text dot involved. So there's all these layers of bureaucracy yes. just to move a bus stop. But it's, it's cool that the, the conversations can happen because the people in those positions understand what, what we're trying to do, what you're trying to Certainly. do. So that, that yeah. They're good. They're good partners. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have bus passes that yeah. we can hand out to our, yeah. for our patients when they have a need. Yeah. You know? Again, it's about eliminating those barriers. Yep. You know, we, we've got between 15 and 18% no-show rate. Mm. So we're always analyzing what's, what's keeping people from coming in. Wow. Is that, know? is that high? Is that a high rate? I, I think it's pretty close to average. Yeah. Um, when we get above 18%, I get nervous. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's something that you really have to consider what, yeah. what is keeping and it's always the same things. Um, I didn't have childcare. Yeah. I didn't have transportation. Couldn't get off job. I couldn't get off work. Right. Or it's been two weeks and I feel better yeah. today so than I, I did two up. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so overcoming some of those things and patient education and yep. things of that nature. Wow. Always a challenge. Yeah, I didn't, you know, we, we experienced some of that here, but it's, I, I don't know if we even track. That. We we had so many people that just walk in as opposed to setting appointments. So, do y'all do, do y'all do walk ins at, at the clinics or? We had what we've done is um, when I first arrived in 2019, um, 
we did allow walk-ins on Saturdays, and we still mm-hmm. still do that. We don't advertise it as heavily as we as we probably should. Um, COVID came along, yeah. and it changed how we operated. Yeah. Um, so what we've done now is on all of our provider schedules, we we place like two same day appointment slots. Mm. So call in if you call in early, yeah. you might can get in might same get day. Um, but it's all about access and and having enough providers yeah. that that you can get people in in a timely fashion yeah. and um, we try to to have folks see their provider yeah. and not have them wait too long yeah and but it's always a challenge yeah it's, there's logistics of you know room are you know are they there can we pay for them to be there you yeah. know at the time okay. yeah i just I, the the math side of that my my grandmother was a nurse at shannon i remember you know, her coming in and talking, she was, she had been there forever. Just the, the hurdles that, you know, you don't think of when, you know, like if I, if, if I needed, if I felt bad, I could just pick up the phone and call somebody and it could be at a clinic and, yeah. you know, that day and see someone. And, you could and call the, Dean, right? Yeah, that, call, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that is one, one thing I did want to bring up is I think there's a misconception that La Esperanza can't serve people with, with insurance Man, and my it, kid, y'all can serve everybody. The, Five years in February, I've been here, and that has been my charge. Yeah, um, I've I've heard it called the free little clinic on South Chabron, yeah. you know, and and I've I've heard that, and as still every day, as much as we shout it from the rooftops, mm-hmm. and as much as we do things like this, um, there's still the misconception that oh, you guys take insurance. I get yeah. that all the time. <laughs> yes, we take insurance. Yeah. We'll we'll see anybody. It's yeah. it's. Um, you know, it's it's a choice that you can make, and and we do have quality providers. Yep. And whether you have insurance or you're in an insurance gap, or or you're out of a job and and you don't have any income, yep. we're we're here to serve all people. Um, you know, our our mission leans heavily on the underserved, mm-hmm. um, and and we we don't lose sight of our mission, but we also know that there are other folks out there yep. that that need a solution, and we're we're happy to be a part yep. of that. Um, but yes, we accept yeah. insurance, <laughs> and yes, we're accepting new patients. That's cool. Uh, and and your team, the the team of folks that I've interacted with, I mean, they're top notch, spectacular. They have a they have a caring. They're, I think, like if you look in a dictionary of like what bedside manner should be, or you know what a healthcare provider should be, like the people I interact with there. Not saying that I, you don't see that at at the other one, the other providers in town, but the folks mm-hmm. that because our agencies work together, I interact with them more, and they're just so so nice and so knowledgeable and their heart is there in service and i I can't say enough about you know we've got about 95 employees Mm -hmm. and wow that's it yeah wow (laughs) i think that's a lot i think it is i mean i mean we're 25 here but i I mean i think about you know you've got two clinics you've got the mobile thing you're building a third i'm like surely they've got a couple of hundred folks but i guess i guess 95 is yeah and they're they are mission minded. Um, they're, they're patient centered, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we talk all the time about the patient experience and there's not a a single position at La Esperanza that does not contribute to a a positive experience or to the experience. And all it takes is one to put, you know, a wrinkle into that experience and make somebody second guess whether or not that's where they want to be or not. And and that that goes all the way from the first person that picks yep. up the phone, mm-hmm. and and talks to the patient scheduling an appointment, um, 
to the facilities when you drive up and yeah. our maintenance team um, to our billing department yeah. who, who interacts with patients to yeah. resolve billing issues. And, um, and it's all the, across the board. And so I, I tell our folks, especially our leadership team and, and those that are making hiring determinations mm-hmm. that every time we have an opening, it's our best opportunity to get better, better as an yeah. organization. Yeah. Cause we're only as good as our people. Yeah. And we have great people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I, I think the, you know, we, hearing you say that is a lot of what we talk about here at CVCAA too, you know, from the point they walk in the door or on the phone, we need to meet them with, with the, with the care that they deserve. Yeah. And, yeah. and even if, even if they come in and they're angry and in crisis and not thinking rationally and just lashing out at us, we still deserve, they mm-hmm. still deserve our, you know, our best and our care. And, and, yeah. I, and, and, you know, we talk about things like this. Well, I can't help it if they don't show up for their appointment. Yeah. I said, well, what, what are the things that you have influence over? And I think one of the great, that, that patient experience is, mm-hmm. is what you, we have control over. Yeah. And if they have a good experience, they're less likely to no show in the future. Yeah, that's true. They're less likely to, to come up with a reason, you know, a lot, oftentimes they're legitimate reasons, but at the very least, if we've built that relationship, they're going to pick up the phone yeah. and call and say, I can't make it in. Yeah. I've got this going on. And then we can help them with that. That's so cool. Or we yeah. can refer that's them so, to you guys. 100% you know? right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's that's a focus that we have. But I, you know, just yesterday I was I was speaking at a uh, Leadership's and Angel Alumni mm-hmm. Association. And um, one of the individuals in there had been at Leadership's and Angelo last year. Right. And I, I presented on the healthcare day. And she told me yesterday, she said she walked out of there and called her husband. And, and now they're, they're her and her kids and her husband they're are all over. established at, at La Esperanza. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's getting the word out, though. That is a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, helping people understand that what we do, how to access our services, because it should never be a that should never be a barrier. Right. Lack of knowledge, uh, lack of access. Yeah. And, and so that's it's always something we're striving to overcome. You know, I said 10,000 patients right off the bat, but. You know, we're only scratching the surface. Yeah. Even when you look at the medic, uh, at the uh, poverty numbers, yeah, they're huge. We're, we're only scraping, you know, twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And so, where are the, are the other eighty percent getting the healthcare that they yep, need? Exactly. You know, and and so it's just getting the word out. And I think it's safe to say the other eighty percent probably aren't. All right. And that's you know our, you know our clientele is your clientele. You know, we have, we assisted over eight thousand people last year. Same same thing. That's the question. I ask our outreach team is, you know, when we look at the the numbers of poverty in the counties and we're hitting, you know, 10, 15, 20%, what are the other people doing? Are they going without, you know, electricity? Are they getting evicted? Are they becoming homeless? You know, how do we, how and do if we they have those solutions? That's great. Yeah. But if they don't yeah. and, and they're not sure and, where to go, that's on us. And if they have those solutions, what can we learn from them? Maybe they're figuring things out that we don't, we've not identified yet. What right. can we learn from them to help to where we can take our resources and help? It's a great maybe point. It's a different, maybe it's a different tact that we take. So, um, all right. So your website is, because uh, you're on health.org. health.org and you're on Facebook, you're on social media. Yep. Uh, if people wanted to donate money to, to you, they can go to the website, click the website. on the QR code there is. And, and there and it is. Do it. And yeah. your, your, um, uh, y'all's big fundraiser is coming up. It's the yes. night, night of Hope. Yes, yeah. Night of Hope. It's our second annual Night of Hope Masquerade. Masquerade, ball. yeah, that's right. It's going to be a blast. 
the night owls are coming in uh, from the Austin area. There's oh, cool. like a 10 piece band and they, they just put on a show. Very cool. It's going to be so much fun. Great food. Um, some, some entertaining twist in there. Yeah. Silent auction, things of that nature, but it, it is going to be a wonderful time. And, and, and I think we're, pretty close to being sold out wow that's it's cool. been a great response you know people that were there last year it's yeah. word of mouth has traveled they just had a wonderful time that's at the cactus at the cactus yeah. that's one of the things i miss you know we used to be at the cactus and and the the executive suite was on the level of the ballroom and so mm-hmm. every time someone was setting up you know i'm walking through going okay who is who's who's coming today you know and and seeing the decorations and the and the stuff and then the after parties and pictures and yeah, it's that. it's going to be wonderful. And they can um, they can find that on the on the website as well. And our our planning team for that, uh, our marketing department and and uh, HR, all those involved have done such a marvelous yeah. job. They kicked me out of the room a long time yeah. ago. They're, they're like, you know, you probably have CEO stuff to go do. Let us handle this. <laughs> well, it's know, the minutia. It's the same thing as the carpet. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you can have fun doing that or. Let the people who really know what they're doing yes, get in yes. on that. I, I learned that the hard way this year of like, you know, there, there are conversations I think I want to be a part of, but I really don't want to be a part of because I need to let them do what they do. And then I can, I can come in at the end and say, yeah, my yeah. team, my team is really awesome. And that's, and they, and they are, they, and, and that's important to recognize too. But you know, our, our marketing team has done so much in the past year to, to really our image is just different, yeah. you know, and it's, it's tweaking this and tweaking that, but it's so professional yeah. and crisp and clean. And I, I can't, I tip my hat to Kendra Guerrero and Cassie Anson and our marketing yeah. team. They, they've done remarkable work. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'm very cautious about just isolating a few people because everybody does amazing work, yeah. but those two need to really be, you know, a little shout out because of what they've done yeah. for our image. And, um, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, it's cool. Do. You know, the, you know, our community, if you don't use our services, if they don't use your services, people don't know you exist and, but they know someone who could benefit from them. So that branding, that getting the image out, getting the word out, getting what services are out there. I mean, it's a huge huge piece that I think most social service agencies probably 10 years ago didn't really think about. And now, now it's a, it's a focus. Everyone I've been talking with, you know, on the podcast, it's, they say kind of the same thing. Now that we're focusing on getting the word out and we're controlling our image, we're controlling the message. People are seeing um, us and whether they don't, may not need it, but they know that, you know, their neighbor may need it or their, their family member. Exactly. And they, can, they know they can point because <laughs> Because it becomes a trusted name, it becomes a name that you know it, it all fits together. That customer service, you know, they know they're going to come to you and be respected when they come in, and that it's not some rinky-dink operation. You know, it's it's quality, state of the art. Well, I don't know state of the art. That's a, a weird misnomer, but it's a quality <laughs> uh, clinics that they go mm-hmm. into. Whether it's the mobile clinic, it's like you said, it's not a little Winnebago <laughs> floating yeah. down the road. It's it's a high that's high class. It's, yeah. it's very. I think cool. it's it's important to to. Hire well, yep. provide those folks with the tools that they need to be successful, yep. um, whether it's training or actually yep. equipment and, and what have you. But you, you said something while ago that triggered, you know, um, some thought. When I, when I do speak in front of groups, you know, whether or not you have the health care that you need, you have a provider you're established with and yep. you've been going to for years, but your neighbor may not. Yep. 
And and I always leave them with the words, have you thought about La Esperanza? Yeah. You know, because that's, it may not be you, but it could be your family. It could be your neighbor um, that that needs needs access to care. And uh, maybe they're in, in an insurance gap, maybe, yeah. or maybe they just haven't established, yeah. you know, but just, just putting that on, on people's minds. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's why I've, I've been in different circles too, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not, it, it's mm-hmm. bigger than, you know, just like I said, yeah. 76903, we got to get yeah. out there to, to other places yeah. and, and let people know what we're about. Which is great. What's great about this opportunity, <laughs> and, and you having me in, I I, I could talk about Lost Bronze yeah. all day long. Yeah, I don't know how sure. many people we're gonna have listening, but um, um, well, we're gonna have listeners, you know, yeah. if, even if it's oh, just us. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Well, I think it's a wonderful thing you're doing. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, well, yeah, we're kind of wow, we filled the time. So, any last parting thoughts on, on um, what y'all are doing? Something you want people to know, or you know, it, it's you know, if you have questions mm-hmm. um, about. La Esperanza Clinic, you can call our off, my office, yeah. um, 325-947-5601, yeah. um, and just inquire. I'm happy to meet with anybody, talk to anybody about what we do, and and uh, try to help you where you are. Yeah. And uh, if you've got an organization or a company that, that, that needs some services, just tomorrow we're heading out to Lighthouse for the Blind yeah. to participate in a health fair out there. And uh, do some some blood pressure checks and yep. things like that. So they called us up. They have a need. We're going. That's cool. And uh, that's that's what we like to do. Very cool. Well, Dean, appreciate it, man. Thank you, Mike. Always fun to talk with yes, you. Yes, sir. Let's go yeah. get lunch now. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Have a good one.